Hello and welcome to the 20th episode of the third season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I am your host, Rory O'Kane. And as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. Hello, Banjo. It is genuinely great to be here today. Great to be here. Greatest round of footy ever. I, Whitey, how early did I call it would be the greatest round of footy ever? I think the start of the second quarter of Hawthorne Essendon. That's that, pretty impressive. That is absurd. That, that is a fantastically early crow, but <laughs> it was ridiculous. But that is so casually as well. He just he just turns to us and just like, it's gonna be the greatest round of footy ever. And we're like, yeah, right. And was I wrong? Uh, Can you remember any round like this? I think ever? I saw someone. Say that no one, no round had ever had three games decided, five games decided by less than a kick. Yeah, well, I I, I could not remember anything slightly like it. And even the one sided games, there was a lot of interest to come out of them. They were all fascinating games in some ways. Maybe not. Except for yours. We'll get to Gold Jack and Green Jack and we'll find out what the irrelevant (laughs) games are. But I have a proposal for you off the top, and you have accepted it prior. But this is going to be the happy pod. We're not getting bogged down in negative talk. It's annoyed me that after the greatest round of footy ever, on a Monday, all I'm hearing is just talk about the gaff incident and everything negative, and I'm not yeah. talking about footy and how good footy was. A hundred percent. So we're going to get to the gaff incident. We're going to get, get that out of the way. Get it out of the way off the top, yeah. But that is a fair point. The greatest round of football ever, as you said. But because of this, it's going to get completely overshadowed, and by the end of the week, we'll be talking about rule changes again. Oh, let's forget the rule changes. Stop being a closed you don't need You don't need rule changes when you got the greatest game. Why would you change the rules of the greatest game of football ever? Just because they were close doesn't necessarily mean that the game yeah, is I, fine. I, I know, the shape I'm not of the judging game. them as uh, being the greatest round ever on close games. I'm saying it's the greatest round ever because you said it was the greatest round ever, which I assumed you judged more than just the margin. No, footy, footy was great this week. It was great this week, but I mean, there's still an argument that overall the game's getting a little bit It's been pretty great for the last month. Let's not to let. Should we get any good month of footy? Let's just say that been it's been. It has been a very good month of footy. Yeah, footy is going very well at the moment, which mm. is which I which is great to see. It I'm happy about it, mate. St- stop trying to make I'm negative calling that on a the positive pod. But are we going to talk about the, the gaff incident? Yeah, um, this was just so disappointing. Um, I don't really know how else to, to talk about it other than just how disappointing. It was a terrible act. Like, there's no defence of it. Like, the I was aiming for his chest narrative, which I kind of buy into in a lot of ways. I can doesn't, believe that. Doesn't yeah. make it better. No, it's, oh, I, I mean, it makes it better, but not a lot better. It doesn't, yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't change. It does, it's not an excuse. Yeah, but, yeah that's yeah. a better way of putting it. It's just, um, we sort of know the guy. You know him better than I do, I think. But No, I, I don't know him. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever spoken to him. He went to our school, yeah. and I know his brother fairly well. And my family knows his family yeah. very well. Um, really, really good family. And everything you hear about him, absolutely ripping yeah. bloke. Um, it was... I found the whole incident very hard to watch. The whole game. I, I, did, I didn't watch it live, but I, yeah. I went to bed that night and I watched all the clips. I watched the press conferences, all of that. And everything about it was hard to watch. I mean, firstly, from the Brayshaw side of it, hearing Ross Lyon talk about his family down in the room, that was mm. actually sickening. Yeah. And then not knowing Andrew Gaff himself, but kind of knowing his family and knowing that he's a human being. Yeah. Watching all of those incidents on the field of him being booed, how destroyed he was on the boundary line, like he would have felt genuinely sick. So that was that incredible was hard to, watch. to watch. His reaction on the bench. I don't, I've never seen that before. I don't remember it with yeah. Barry Hall. I don't remember it with yeah. Tom Bug. I don't remember it with Jonas. They, the, his like physical revulsion at what he'd just done was the same as everybody else's. It, it and I, so I've never seen that from a that, perpetrator. Yeah. Um, I, I, the good bloke narrative, and like he is a good guy from everything I've heard, but I think what's getting lost in that is the brace or like the victim side of things. And I, I, I think the way we've spoken about it, it's annoyed me that it's always spoken about, but I still don't think the large portions of the football media have handled it well. I, I think every time something like this comes up, it was the same when Basha Huli, I can't remember who he hit, but there were yeah, it, yeah, it all the character just, references. Yeah, I, I, I think some of the way we talk about these moments in football, <clears throat> sorry, which are inexcusable, and quite likely the worst thing any of these blokes have done and will ever do. 
I think some of the way we defend them is a bit, um, a bit, a bit shocking, a bit galling, and we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't defend someone that way if it was outside the context of a football field, and I find it slightly bizarre and worrying the way we permit it as a society when we talk about it from the, that perspective. I, yeah, perspective. I, I see what you're saying. I, I, the thing which I want to do as much as possible, and I've liked the fact that we've been at, not not everyone has been able to do it. Some people have yeah. been able to do it. Is to be able to separate the incident from the person. To be yeah. able to talk about it and shun that incident and say that yeah. is a horrible thing to do but not to turn it into you're a dog of a person. And yeah. I, I, I like the fact that most people have been able to say Andrew Gath is a good person, however, yeah. he should be out for six to eight weeks or however long people have been suggesting yeah. 12 weeks or whatever. What, what worries me is when they do the Andrew Gath is a good person, which is like right not to condemn him entirely after this, but then sort of let that overwhelm the act side of it. And just yeah, okay. Uh, so they I haven't think, focused enough on the incident yeah, itself. It's been all I the know talk these things character. are really hard to deal with um, and talk about. And I think the way, the way we're struggling for words a bit is demonstrative of that. But uh, I, I I never think the media handles things well as is well established. Yes, but, I know, I know. Um, I think this is a bit more serious. It was, than I when think, Brian Taylor criticizes North Melbourne's crowd size. I think if I can say why that happened, it was just because it was such a shock. Like, I, yeah. I don't think this, this is unexplained. They've never been cited or fined. Things. Exactly. In, it was just the most statistic. unbelievable, unexplainable thing to have happened on a footy field. And I think that this is people trying to find some way to talk their way yeah. around it, I suppose. Yeah, um, that's but anyway, that's done. Yeah. Now let's talk about footy. Okay. Um, and it's good. Yeah, do your spiel because I need a bit of time to recover. Yep, so I'll do it. First time I'm in, uh, Oh, he's getting a bit emotional. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone's favourite segment, uh, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. The title derives from the line in Happy Gilmore, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit. And we give three, two, one votes for the most meaningless games of the round. Happy to say, Banjo, hardest Gold Jacket, Green Jacket ever. Even the bad games were fascinating. Of course it was. Interesting. Of course it I, was. I, 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 no, just my gut reaction was that a lot of mediocre games would have been harder to pick apart than being these kind of blows. Yeah, so you're no, saying I, it I clearly couldn't it. be the close ones. But, I, but I, the thing is, even these one-sided ones had a bit to come out of them. So Yeah, there was an obvious one to be ruled out. Yes. Then, yes. So firstly, one months. vote, we're giving GWS defeated Carlton by 105 points. This The story of an AFL team playing with 16 players on a field for a fair chunk of the last quarter. That is unbelievable. Not I've never seen not, anything like that. Not only that, but winning that quarter seven goals to one. Yes. That is insane. Now, now watch yourself. We're um, not getting into bagging Carlton. We're gonna I'm not going to bag Carlton at all. I'm going to pump my own tyres and say I was right. Oh, <laughs> no, no, none of, none of that. We're talking about GWS, all right? Um, GWS, when they roll. Oh, it's so incredible. Um, Josh Kelly... They're Josh Kelly, Canelio. They didn't have Shield. They didn't have Toronto. Hopper was still there. They're like talent. Sometimes you forget how so unbelievable. Not too much it talent is. talk. We've had this discussion before. Talk about their work rate. I as know. Well. I, I know. But like, well, actually, obviously they had to work because the they outscore a guy out um, score a team while you've got less players on. You do need to be working hard to do that. <laughs> And I heard from Canelio, actually. They said, we we tried not to score too much in the last quarter because we didn't want to have to run so much to get back to our positions in that centre bounce. That, that, that is a strange thing. Just <laughs> How like... incredible is that? And they still won seven goals to one that quarter. I found, I found, I watch a little bit of the Brennan Bolton press conference, and I found it really interesting. He basically just didn't talk about Carlton. He just He's talked about... He's doing what we did. <laughs> <laughs> he just talked about how impressive GWS were. The main thing he focused on was running power. He says... Yeah. I've not seen anything like that this year. Their, their sheer running power for most of the game. What's it? They still probably don't have their best runner. Like yeah, Tom Scully is a toss-up with Whitfield for their best runner. And they oh still... no, Scully's better. Scully's yeah, the best Scully, runner. Yeah. Well, if you look at the GPS stats, he's got like yeah, eight true. of the top ten ever. Oh, it's incredible. Oh. And, and the other thing he talked about was he said it was amazing to see how much they could adapt late in the game too. He said, yeah. obviously, they weren't going to keep outrunning us and they started holding onto the ball, chipping it around, holding possession and controlling the game. Which, for a team that gets talked about, they just, they, you know, they have one gear. Yeah. that That's another impressive thing to see. Yeah. Uh, Gee, they're playing well. Yeah. They're, 
Like, there's the downside of the injuries, and we're trying to be positive, but... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But at least Toby Green, apparently, is one week at most. He'll um, be all right. And they're getting Chill and Taranto back this week. Delidio's worrying, because you hate to see someone end their career. Delidio's worrying, but I don't feel like they've created the way they play around Delidio. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's absolutely. handy, but he's not going to kill them. Uh, Dawson Simpson is the biggest one. It's shocking how... Im- He's become in the last couple of months. I think they bet on Rory Lobb and the bet didn't come off. I don't think Lobb can be a number one ruckman. He's going to have to be. They've got a kid called Matt Flynn and the only reason I know he exists is because you know when you're doing your AFL fantasy side and you go to the bottom looking for which random ruckman you're going to put on? I've not read his name before. (laughs) Will they play him on? I think they will, surely. They they did think Lobb was going to be their number one ruckman. Mm. Here's a chance for him to step up. He's too frail. Um, I've said multiple times, I've talked about when Todd Goldstein came up against him. I thought that was, he was just going to build out of that phase, but he's better than that now. But he's not hes not so far removed from that that you can... Like if you, they have to play Melbourne in a final. No, they have to play Melbourne full stop now. In, in You're left yes, in the draw. Yeah, round 23, yeah. That will be ugly, what Gorn does to Lob. True. True. You, you just and Lob doesn't spread well enough to Lob doesn't have that uh, Brody Grundy gear anywhere near it to try and make up. Or he's, like Callum Sinclair does gets flogged in the hitouts, but works so hard around the yeah. ground he kind of makes up for it. Lob doesn't have that. Lob has pretty much one talent, yeah, one one, one, one yeah, special yeah. feature, and the rest of it. Just isn't yeah. up to scratch. It's funny though. Quite often, when teams know they don't have a ruckman, they find a way to get around. Yeah. So well, GWS are a massive watch. Their space. They're playing some of the better footy we've seen yeah. for the last few years right now, and it'll be very interesting to see if they can keep coping with the um, injuries. I got one last question. Oh, oh, who's their best player? GWS. Yeah, oh, we've had this discussion before. It's Cornelia. Oh, it's not. No, I'm I'm happy to go with Cornelia. Look at what their form was with Cornelia and without Cornelia. Oh, with uh, yeah, sorry, that's why I meant I stuffed up my man Kelly. Uh, with Kelly in the side and with okay, Kelly out. Okay. I just wanted to make Kelly's it obviously not far off. And he, no. in terms of raw star power, he's probably above Canelio. But I put Canelio, I, I think he's yeah, more important. Yeah, underrated is pre- you're under eight Kelly. He's he's a more all round footballer and he's a good defensive. Can I, can I read you well. um Kelly's stat like it's one of the most absurd things I've ever heard? No, you can't. It's like forty two disposals, twenty two contested possessions, sixteen inside. Yes, 50, he's very good. Fifteen score involvements, twelve clearances. Yes, he's just yes, he's bloody good. Canelio's marginally better. But anyway, we should move on. We spent he's, he's we spent not. far too long on a goal jacket, green jacket game that was quite interesting. <laughs> Two votes also kind of interesting. Bulldogs defeated St Kilda by 35 points. Well, interesting for the turnaround. Yeah, so um, I have to blame my girlfriend on the fact that I didn't watch this game. It was her birthday dinner, which I admit is not a good enough excuse, but I had to be there. Um, but when I, when I was following the scores, because I wasn't willing to sacrifice everything for this dinner, um, <laughs> I was looking at those uh, St. Kilda 39-5 to five up or something and being like, oh, well, Beveridge is under a bit of pressure now. This, this team has fallen off to beyond the point where you can excuse it, even though he's won a Beveridge. I was, like, making that big call. Yeah, you hate them. Yeah, you yeah, know and I, that and I, don't, and I don't rate Beveridge that highly in a lot of areas. But... Then by the end of it, I didn't check the score for like an hour. Turn back and go, yeah, I think Alan Richardson needs to be sacked. You see what you're doing here, Banjo. You're always trying to sack someone. Don't focus on the but impressive like, they, turnaround. Just an incredible the turnaround. Bond they Pelly they did it nuts. without Billy Gowers. How big is that? Oh, I know. Think about how much they would have won by if Billy Gowers would play. Billy Gowers would not have let that out. Uh, Should we? Yeah, okay, let's. <laughs> the segment is Billy Gowers. Watch. <laughs> Yeah, so they wouldn't have got off to such a slow start with Billy Gowers. He wouldn't have let it. He is too <laughs> mentally tough. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, that yeah. role, instead of kicking eight goals six, if he was in the side, he kicked fourteen goals straight. Would have been would have threatened uh, Geelong Melbourne's uh, margin from a few years ago. That's that's my big call on that. <laughs> I, I don't mind that. Uh, for those interested in Billy Gowers, I watched the Western Bulldogs injury report this week. Can we just talk about the level of commitment that you are now going to this podcast? I picked up dramatically. Let's just say it was about a minute and a half. But I sat there and watched it. Uh, apparently, he started training. He trained a little bit at the start of the week, and. Uh, it, 
he's a test for this week. So Billy Gower's watch will be back bigger and better than ever. I back week. him in. Um, I hope he doesn't play that well though, because North Way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch out! Watch out, mate. But anyway, uh, let's let, let's move on. Let's yeah, move yeah, on. yeah. Three votes. Yeah, I mean, I was a bit disappointed to do this, but Melbourne defeated Gold Coast by ninety six points. So to those teams, or to Gold Coast, we say. <laughs> Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? Let's be honest, you really wanted, you'd been building up your margin, when it gets this big, it's a little bit interesting, you've been building up to be able to excuse a win like this and flatten uh, your scores on the gold jacket, green jacket ladder, but... Footy was too good. It defeated your algorithm. Oh, mate, this was this a ma- game was irrelevant. <laughs> this was a massive game. We lost with a kick after the siren. We we had a chance to win it. Bailey Fritch had oh, a shot after play? the siren to win us the game. At that point in the game, well, to, to go for the you know a real win, like a hundred point win. Oh, is that our the second win, win for the year? Yeah, <laughs> where we all just play for the hundred point win. I was lo- gutted. I was the last time gutted. Melbourne had two hundred point wins in a year. Probably never. <laughs> It'd be really rare. <laughs> no, it, yeah. it, 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 I think it is never. I yeah. think they're talking about that in the commentary. Yeah, probably, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's massive. Your season is done. Like, yeah, like, you could win the grand final from here and it would be worth nothing. <laughs> Another random so more than you, mate. This is the first time Melbourne's won three games by over 90 points. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah. it's your best year ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, screw those years in the 50s where you won like four flags in a row. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, the first quarter and a half was good fun to watch. The rest of it got a little bit boring, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, it was a bit, like, uh, a bit like that Richmond-St. Kilda game from earlier in the year where like, the first half was like, oh, let's see how big this can get. The second yeah. half was like, uh, Yeah, pretty, yeah, this, pretty this, much. This isn't worth And well, we didn't completely stop. But no. like we just, they get to a point where it's very hard to keep yourself going at that like, point. Like, the struggle to motivate yourself from a... Melbourne player standpoint must be just evident. Like when you look up eighty points yeah, up and you've yeah. got so long left, you're like, uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for my ice bath. But yeah, let's let's just let's just move on. We have so much good footy to talk about. Let's get to the real stuff. <laughs> this is going to be good. Uh, we'll start chronological order as well. So we've got Richmond defeating Geelong by three points. I enjoyed this. Richmond nearly lost to the MCG. I'm mm. taking the little wins, and a little loss is a little win. Mm, interesting. <laughs> so you're going with the Chris Scott side of things. That this shows. I think it's ridiculous that Chris Scott's been criticised for the way. He's been, nah, it's been really fifty-fifty. Some people criticise. Some people have absolutely loved it. But like, yeah, look, I'm in the love the camp. I just do not understand why Richmond people are salty. Been thinking, hey, what do you care? You won the flag last year. Yeah, you're still doing some little man syndrome. Go microwave your membership. Look they're, look, they're very, very greedy Richmond supporters. We know that. I, I can kind of understand it, though. Ha- having watched the game, I thought Richmond were clearly the better team for... Yeah, Geelong just surged, didn't 70% they? of the yeah. night. It was, Geelong just got them on transition in bursts. Yeah. There were just a few five or ten minute bursts where they just went and they got themselves back in the game. But I think if this game's played ten times, Richmond wins them eight. You reckon? Yeah. I, 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 watching this game, I thought Richmond are clearly better, and Geelong were very lucky to be that close. So Geelong, earlier in the year, played them to about a 17-point loss. Do you... And it was a fairly similar that was a circumstances good game, that, yeah. to what you just described. Do you think about that 17-point margin is the reflective difference? More, more, more of a reflection of the gap between the two sides in this game. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, absolutely. I, I reckon there's a there's a comfortable gap between the two teams. But Geelong are playing a way that's worrying Richmond a bit. I mean, everything I've heard about this game was using the corridor, yeah. um, which they clearly did. There are a few patches of play you see where it looks ridiculous that they're just bombing it long into the middle of the ground, which is such a risky play. But I suppose with the way Richmond's set up, you've got to do something bold to get around them. And it, it yeah. made them a little bit nervous. So Geelong are playing them well. Kick it where Rance least expected. Yeah, That's pretty, the tactic. <laughs> pretty, yeah, pretty much. Geelong are playing them well, but Richmond are clearly better. And I think if this is a grand final, I would tip Richmond every time without any hesitation. Yeah, either. absolutely. Although I would have tipped Adelaide every time without any hesitation. So it's good that we're at least discussing it. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say on that? Oh, no, we can move on. Let's move on. on. Hawthorne defeated Essendon by four points. This didn't go the way I wanted it to, Scott. Yeah, you would be. I'm very, very, being very selfish. From all reports, a good game of football. Well, this was a game that genuinely could have gone either way. Like, this was, it was open and exciting and... Funnily enough, most of the game was played the way Essendon would want to. I thought there were there were little patches where Hawthorne seemed like they were trying somewhat to slow it down with a bit of you know uncontested marking, chipping it around as Hawthorne liked to do. 
But for the most part, it was an Essendon game. You've just given me the update. Eight weeks. Yeah, eight yeah. weeks for Gaff. Yeah, okay. That's not. That's that's probably not. That's not a bad. Yeah, when I was thinking about it initially, I was like six to eight, and I'm not sure which way it'll land. I think I predicted seven. But anyway, continuing with Essendon and Hawthorne. Uh, yeah, for the most part, it was how Essendon wanted to play. It was very open, very fast. And for a lot of the game, you thought, Essendon, maybe they'll just break him here. And Hawthorne just kept pulling it back, pulling it back in an, in an impressive way. And I reckon they almost beat Essendon at their own game. That's not something I'd ever thought I'd hear, especially from Hawthorne. Given... So, Isaac Smith is a guy that I would say can play yeah. at that rate. But there's not too many others on Hawthorne that I would back in. A full flight O'Meara, maybe. But most of them you look at as a bit more... Yeah, for sure. ...stayed than than what Essendon got in McKenna and Sard and the like. And I think they were trying to play the Hawthorne way of uncontested marks. They but, just had to go the other way? But yeah, it just the game just happened like that and they just kept going with them and they kept, you know, they were efficient and they kept finding mm. a way to score and they stayed in the game and then eventually they got over the line. Um, really, really good game of footy. Yeah. Really good win too. It can't be understated. I think this almost guarantees Hawthorne finals. This win. Oh, no, no, no. Where are they in your lap? What, what are you talking about, actually? You, I, you were adamant they weren't going to make it. Yeah, and I had them missing by a game, and their percentage is so good that they're going to get in. You're such a backflipper. You were so big on Hawthorne aren't going to make it. Where are they in your ladder predictor now? I've got them eight on percentage six. above you. I, I have them eighth on percentage. So they're definitely not... They're not certainly in, but it's it's a massive win for them. I think I've got them like six. Do you have Sydney beating them? Uh, I don't remember. Let's I don't on. remember. This is a great segment. <laughs> Let's move on. No, unless you've got more you want to talk no, about. No, no, we can move Let's on. Let's go with it. our cane corns. and we Our cane corns big call of the week. Get it yeah. right, Banjo. Okay, so do you, would you like to do a little minute-long spiel about how we derive No, that? I think you should. You, you're claiming the segment. You it should make sure segment. our new listeners know. Uh, we just It's a segment about all about extravagant calls that we just would like to pick apart and really analyse. So we get one from a media personality, and then we crack our own little hand at it as well to really spice the pot up, because sometimes we're a bit plain in our, our opinions. And you listeners will be very pleased for you to have I think that's my best ever description of the segment. Keep it going, it mate. It might everywhere. be my only ever explanation of that segment. It's been a fairly vague <laughs> description. <laughs> to say, now it's time for cane corns. He's not on the pod. But anyway, <laughs> what is the Cane Corns this week? Uh, so the Cane Corns, in, so a few weeks ago, we commented that it was shocking that Dermot Brereton hadn't been on before. We'd been doing... We knew we'd come in a flurry. We'd, we? been doing, <laughs> we'd been doing it for a while by then, but we'd had about 16 of them all, all in the bag and without, without the golden god uh, yet to make an appearance. But credit to him. He took our feedback on board, yep. and he's gone. He's double dipped. He's gone twice in three weeks. He said, "I'm not letting James Hurd steal my limelight," and he's gone <laughs> with a big one. Gary Ablett. It's weirdly worded, but pretty much Gary Ablett was soft in his final kick. Yes, that, that's that's the implication. Yeah. I think that's a slightly bitter call from Dermot. I think it's an absurd call. <laughs> I I do not understand people's obsession with criticizing Gary Ablett this year. I don't get it. He isn't a great of the game, and it feels like it feels very much like people are watching him, trying to find reasons to criticize him. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. This He's got a poll in the brown though in at least six or seven games. He's thirty four. He's that's been a phenomenal. Pretty year. good. He's not as good as he was, but he's been pretty yeah, good. He's also and thirty-four. People should be patting him on the back for being pretty good at this time in his career. He was. What annoys me about this? So that shot he kicked. He had the same shot ten minutes earlier. Kicked it the exact same way on the exact same amount of pressure. He also kicked at one of the most phenomenal pieces of play I've ever seen, where he kicked the exact same shot with the exact same action. From the boundary He's line, two times in a row in the Gold Coast game. Yeah. One, the ball was already over the boundary line. He kicked it. The other, it was inside the boundary line, and he kicked it two and seconds he, later from the result of throwing. He did a That's very, the way he takes shots. He did a very similar one at Geelong too, because I remember they were yeah. kind of split screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that is the way that he kicks. There was a bit of space that he decided I've got some space to run into, to steady to take this kick. He wasn't trying to run away from contact. If he'd run into contact, he could have been smothered. He would have been under more. One pressure. of the things that makes him great is his ability to manufacture, like use space better than anybody else. And that is an example of the yeah. techniques that got him to be able to do exactly, that. Exactly, he moves exactly. into a lateral space that doesn't actually seem 
beneficial to him, but his ability to kick in that manner makes it so he can use it as a weapon. And, then, and he just missed the shot. It happens. Yeah, he missed it. Was, it was a tough kick. I reckon if that was, like, Brandon Parfitt or some more yeah. random Geelong player, people would be like, okay, he missed it. Like, you miss those those people shots get missed often. He gets he kicks out ninety nine times out of hundred. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No one does. It's a fifty fifty kick for a pretty good kick. He, he has a higher strike rate than anyone else, and he'd still miss it quite often. Yeah, if he kicked it, would have kicked it ninety nine times out of hundred. He probably would have kicked one of the two shots that were the exact same. I'm just going to put that out there. The odds are that he would have made at least one of them. But how positive is this? We're sticking up for Gaz, and we're not we're not these media idiots. I know, and we didn't even very... we didn't even. Find Focus on Dermot Brereton's idiot. Yeah, we like, focus on Gaz. We love Gaz. We didn't focus on how stupid Dermot Brereton was. Sticking to the we were, we were good. Uh, take it away with yours. Yeah, you're going to be happy about my one. Uh, keeping the positive theme going. Oh, I'm going to say... going to win the brown, though? No, 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 no. It's so not think, quite my ideal call. I think the AFL executive should all get a raise. The game is in great shape, isn't it? Oh, he's getting... He's, he's not happy. He's not, all, he's not happy I'm at not all. I'm not engaging with this bullshit, Scott. <laughs> The game is in great shape. We have the, the game greatest is in great shape, ever. and they want to change it. Why? Because they're trying to improve it even more. We have the greatest round of all time. They're putting forward Can't trials on perfection. It's not perfection. The game is not perfect. You're right. There were it three could improve games and tr- one boxing match. You look at all these trials and you think, oh, there were some criticisms of the trial. Therefore, these rule changes are terrible. I'm looking at it and thinking, that's great. They did the trial. They saw there were these issues. And now they're trying to make the you game better. You're misrepresenting my gripes. My gripes are not... You've said that, that comment many times. The, my gripes are that the rule changes are shit and we know they're going to be shit. How do we know they're going to be shit? What the seen? hell is 666 going to do at a starting bounce, which is the only time you ever have even representation? He is solving a problem that doesn't exist on the only place you say the problem doesn't, you know the problem doesn't exist. No, that this, change is completely ineffectual. The 666 is a more conservative way of them building into some form of Building into ruining the game I love. That, that's what I believe it is. That is the most conservative way that they're trying to create and make the Game I might go and Nelson they're trialing it and they're seeing how but even apart from that I, re- I think free agency has been pretty good I reckon the score review has been a success I think it's created more correct rules than so interpretation I, I, would, I would say the score review as a conception is good they've still fucked up the execution why don't we have proper cameras because they refuse to pay for it it, it could be better, but it's do, still do you want to give them a, Do you want to give them a raise out of the money they need to pay for appropriate cameras on the score review? They would have a certain amount of money and they need to funnel it into different areas. People are criticising them for not putting yeah, enough into the AFLW. Not, You're not putting enough into the score review system. You're not putting enough into... They're a not-for-profit like, they, and they are getting paid millions of dollars. But they have a certain amount of revenue that they need to distribute and you can't criticise for not putting enough money into everything. You just said you want to give them raises. How is that a more appropriate use of their revenue? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but my point wasn't so much to give them raises. It was that they're doing a good job with the game. They're not doing a good job. They're doing a good job they're with the game. Equalisation is a job. raging success. Free agency has been good. The score review is a good addition to the game. They're trying to improve it with some new rules that they're putting a lot of time into. They're doing a good job. They're Stop being doing a negative. Good job. Oh. Um, mine is uh, so look I made a conscious decision to stop talking about North Melbourne on these so what I've decided to start doing I'm going to talk about North Melbourne's opposition (laughs) I think Brisbane's core is so good that if they stick together they'll make at least a grand final at least a grand okay okay so who is their core who are you describing as their core so Rayner obviously McLuggage he's an unbelievable on the weekend Witherden yep Bailey Hipwood Andrews. Okay. That, that, that is, is a, that, that is a very talent. Good, yeah, that is a and very cool group. So often when I talk about uh, young upcoming sides, and like when I talk about Carlton last year, a lot of I, was, I wasn't as optimistic as a lot of people because they relied so much on Cruiser, Gibbs, uh, and Simpson and Murphy and the likes. And I thought when that left, there'd be real trouble. Mm-hmm. And they've had injuries to all those guys and yep. having a shocking year. With Brisbane, they have really talented older players in Beams and Zorko and guys like Stefan Martin's pretty good as well. 
I think this core is good enough that I don't worry about. They are, they're not that old, though. Like, they've got a few years left. Yeah, they're sort of late 20s r- rather than 30 and up. Yeah. So they I'm so positive years, about yeah. Brisbane. Like, I think Rayner has a chance. He's at least the best number one pick in the last five years, almost already. Um, he's He could be anything. <laughs> he, does, he reminds you of Dustin Martin in all the really amazing things Dustin Martin also does and then he also can take a hanger <laughs> like she's, she's, there's nothing he can't do yeah look saying Except kick a shot, set shot from 15 minutes in front of goal <laughs> yeah saying anyone will make a grand final is always a big call and it's it always is. a bit ambitious That's because why I put so it much can happen but like in theory I don't mind it I I 100% agree with you. Brisbane have an incredibly good. I think core their recruiter needs a pat on the back for yeah. nailing every early pick they've had recently. And Chris Fagan, I think, has turned the culture around. Yeah, for all he's done course. great from the culture point of view. All they need to make sure is that they have someone there who is giving them a solid game plan, a solid defensive game plan that makes them consistent. Yeah. I, I, I think that could happen. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think happen. necessarily. He, I don't subscribe to the Hutchy. They don't have a game plan. They're not good enough. They need no. They have it. a game plan, but it needs. To I be do think it needs to develop. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. so am I. So am I. Um, coincidentally, when we move on, Speaking we're going to talk about Brisbane? North Brisbane. Uh, oh, this scared the bejeebus out of me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I actually had my heart beating quite fast during the last 30 seconds. God, I desperately wanted you to lose. Uh, I don't think I would have shown up if we lost. I've just played out. Oh, I, I knew he'd. I knew he'd miss it. I, I said that so straight away. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's over! It's over!" And I'm like, "He has to kick it first, and I don't think he's going to." And yeah, thank God. Uh, both teams had like, if he had to kick that, North just as much as we're talking about Rainer's um, Rainer's miss now would have been talking about Mason Woods' miss um, yeah, running okay. to an open goal about two minutes, three minutes before. Yep. Yeah, this. Both teams had opportunities to really make that game theirs, and neither did. So I think it was just North were lucky to be in front at the right time. I don't think they could have gone either way that game. There was a crazy amount of space in the game. I thought particularly early yeah. on. Um, by the end, there was probably space because everyone was absolutely North cooked, died. and they were cooked. North died. Like yeah. it was so obvious. It was they handled maybe really hot there. Yeah, yeah, they handled the heat and the end of the game a lot better than we did. But even early on, I was astonished the amount of times which both teams would go into their forward yeah. 50 and they'd just have three players streaming into the 50 just on their own. It was, And that's a game which yeah. Brisbane are creating at the Apparently, moment. Apparently Brisbane at one point were playing with eight forwards. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Just, that's a bit weird, yeah. I, I So, talking about tactics, interesting one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, this game... It gave me the absolute shits as a supporter, to be honest, because well, we got five goals up, we got four goals up, and we couldn't ice it, but Brisbane just kept coming back. They were they were excellent. Dane Zorko, when he plays well, his, his best game is about yeah. as good as He's been is. tagged out of games previously, yeah. which has North, been the one knock on him. North really missed having anybody that could tag you Zorko. God, oh you, God, you say often how much you miss Jacobs. You're you oh, the he, biggest subscriber. To, do you reckon he's your most important player? He's right up there. It's not. It's. It's not that I rate the tagger role so highly. It's that the tagger role in our side matters so much because of defensive weaknesses in other parts of our midfield. We can't survive, and probably offensive deficiency as well. We I, can't no, survive I don't so think, much with that. I don't him. think you lack defense as a midfield group. Do you? Yeah. I, no, we do. I would say if I look at your midfield group, I would say you don't have enough. Class in, but I would that, say like that, they're that's, all that's, honest battlers who are accountable. The, I think that's the more obvious one. But so Cunnington, I love him, but he's ball winning one player, priority yeah. one, two, three, and four. Higgins is definitely like that. Yeah, and they carry so much of the load in our midfield. So to counterbalance that, we need Jacobs. Anderson is the other one who really will press the issue defensively. But we. We are very much defined roles in our midfield of doing focusing more on defence or focusing more on offence. And when Jacobs goes out, we don't have anybody that can replace him with the same amount of effectiveness more than almost any other de- replacement player we'd have. Do you see North Melbourne as an offensive team? Yeah, 
I, we have been pretty much the entirety of Brad Scott's tenure. I don't know if I see that, obviously, apart from this game. Where this game, it was obviously Brisbane so playing offensive I, style. I think, and it was very obvious to me that you guys were like, that's fine, like, but we're happy doing that. The, well, the Essendon game too, but a bitness in the arse then. Um, the only year we haven't very obviously been offense first was the start of this year. And I think that was a little bit down to... Luke. We played Gold Coast in a swamp, and we played yep. Carlton, two teams that can't score, like especially in those conditions for the Gold Coast game. So I think that drastically meant our defense looked better on paper, and our offense looked worse on paper. The Gold Coast one, that being the example there, and but prior to that, we'd be fifth on the ladder. We'd have the third or second yeah, best yeah, yeah. offense and the eighth best defense. We've yep. always okay. been okay. balanced in a way that was offense first. Brad Scott's said he's building like that. And that's kind of where I... When I say I like the way Brisbane are building, more than the way I like Carlton to build, I'm influenced by watching North grow. Yeah, it, it was a crazy, attractive game of footy. It was mm. just offense crazy from, did, from both teams. I did not think remotely about that while watching it. I, I, I was astonished early on how yeah. much space there was for teams to work into. So, And I, I know Brisbane play that way, and from what you're saying, perhaps that's also North's tactics. So. It's been less this year, but yeah. yeah um, okay. The best thing as a North supporter to come out of that was watching how well Trent Dumont played. I had never seen him play anywhere near that well. He was just... The first time I thought he could be, like, a solid player in a really good side. I, I thought he'd be sort of bottom six to eight if we got properly good, but I think he could be around a mid-tier player in a good side if he develops. Good on you. Good, good, good to hear your... Yeah, just a little bit. You, you, you always had bit. to do that, didn't you? Just you a had little to do bit. It. Well, I talked about being pissy and I've spoken enough about Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. That's a good point. <laughs> Next up, Adelaide defeated Port by three. Showdown's never bad, are they? Just never bad. Even when they're one-sided, they're good because yeah. they're just they're so intense. And this game, what the intensity was through the roof for four quarters. It's just unbelievable. They do hate each other. Like, oh. they, they really hate each other. It's, it's, so the, the history behind the showdown's amazing because Port were the Collingwood of the Sandful. Like, just everybody hated them. And they were more dominant than Collingwood ever was in the Sandful. Yep, yep. And then Adelaide got the team, and so that united literally every other fan <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then Port comes as a team, and it's 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 and everybody versus it, yeah, Port. Put it's them just, down, yeah, yeah. It's an incredible manufactured uh, situation that, to be honest, I think is reasonably intelligent, um, reasonably intelligent by the AFL. If they hadn't have pulled the club up from the sandful, would have been quite difficult to balance fans and stuff like that. But they have a really natural. Rivalry in a way you don't really see so much with expansion side. Like it's just unbelievable. Okay, what we, they got, what they got going. We have to talk about the Jenkins goal slash poster slash whatever it was. Well, where where do you sit on it? I'll, I'll wait for your opinion first. I don't think so. I don't think you could overturn it on the thing. I I do think they have been rushing them ever since there was the complaints about. How much it held up yeah, the game, yeah. Which, which is dumb. Like, yeah. get it right. Just get it right. I, I would argue that's mismanagement, and people that make those calls don't deserve a raise. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. That, that one is I do disagree with. Um, it is more important to get it right than to do it quickly. I think I just lost my point in that joke. But, um, yeah, I, I think Ken Inkley complaining about it wasn't a particularly good look either. Um, it was extreme the way he said it. Yeah. I, uh, if he hadn't have seen the vision, he shouldn't have spoken about it. And if he had have seen the vision, he should have seen that you couldn't tell. The problem is still that the AFL don't have adequate technology to do it properly. But with what they have got and what they've had for the last three years or however long it's been in, you have to be used to that, don't you? Like, it's not different to countless others that have happened. I think it was a goal. Uh, every time I've looked at it, I've seen absolutely no reason to think why that hit the post. It looks to me like a goal. And the thing which I don't understand is why are we saying Jenkins' opinion is gospel, but the yeah. goal umpire must be wrong. The goal umpire is in a better position yeah. and is trained as a really, goal umpire. Really, really true. It's, and people are saying, oh, Jenkins said it hit the post and must have hit the post. Jenkins, and Jenkins said, oh, I think it hit the post. The goal umpire said, I think it was a goal. 
I would be more inclined to back in the go- their Absolutely. goal umpire. And, and the other point which Gil McLaughlin made was the Port Adelaide player is next to him was gutted because he thought it was a goal. Like, why are we? Why do we think what Jenkins says is fact? I understand. It's ridiculous. I understand Hinkley taking it as fact because it suits him too. But the fact there's been no, no uh, critical thought applied to the discussions surrounding it. It's just it happens so often. Something which I didn't like. You know how much I love Robbie Gray. Yes. He should not have won the showdown medal, and I think it is absurd that they can't wait for a couple of minutes. Like they they do it five minutes before the end. And oh, why? so it's the same as the Norm Smith used to be. Yeah, it, they, they decided five minutes before I didn't the end. Know can't that. you just delay the ceremony five minutes and allow people to put in their votes after the game? Like, surely it is more just over the score of you. Surely it's more important that you get the decision yeah. right than you do it quickly. It's, it's absurd. They've changed it for the grand final. How is the grand final procedure not good enough for the yeah, showdown? Yeah, it was decided before the end. Rory Sloan was magnificent and yeah. should have been should, should have won the award for sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, sneaky thing, Port aren't really guaranteed finals. Uh, they'll make finals. They've got three tough games, made easier by the fact that West Coast won't have gaff. But they've got West Coast, and West Coast play well at Adelaide. They've got Collingwood, and then they've got Essendon. Even if they beat Essendon, their percentage is not great. It, it's They're the only team that... Pretty much, North could conceivably get in over on percentage, and North has an easier draw to the point where we might actually get a percentage. They're not guaranteed. They've blown it so badly, losing to Frio. <laughs> About like, six uh, weeks ago, they looked like they were a real chance for top two, and yeah. then yeah, they lost to Frio. They've lost some other games, and this game, they but like they shouldn't have won Adelaide with a better team on the night, yeah. but. Like, they easily they could have. have won. <laughs> they, like, by the end of it, they should have won, yeah. Um, they're so frustrated. They have so many good footballers. I mean, I'm, I've, we, I've talked how much I rate Robbie Gray. Wingard was brilliant in patches. Absolutely brilliant on uh, during this game. And Ollie Wines is incredible. He missed a pretty bad shot at goal. Yeah, uh, very Rainer-esque. <laughs> God, they've, got, they've got some seriously good footballers in yeah. there. And they, they talk such a big game, but they just they, uh, they haven't think... found it. Uh, I can't move past the way we talk about them misusing their assets at the moment and just sacrificing so much of their offensive ball movement. I'm just... They, they, uh, I they don't get, think it's worth it. They, this game was more open than any game I've seen them play mm. in a long time. But, like, their recent scores, they've been getting, like, 50, 60, 60. Yeah. It's, they, they just get so many players around the ball, and it just becomes a boring slog. They're, they're, they are what people don't like about footy at the moment, the way that they're playing. Yeah, so it's, it's Ken Hinckley's fault. Yes, all right. He's, he's, he's <laughs> Whatever new, you want to he's say. He's the new Paul Roos. No, there's a few people doing it, but they are the most extreme with the congestion. Yeah, and what, what annoys me is they're good enough not to need to. Like they're, they're, they should be able to play offensively yeah. and yeah. still be a good football. They have been a good football side yeah. playing offensively. Yeah, exactly. anyway, let's move to our top five. Uh, this is a segment where we. Pick a category and list our top five <laughs> in the category. I think the top five's a bit self-explanatory. You don't have to explain the top five. You bet, do you do have to explain the category? <laughs> Fair point. You interrupted me though. I was getting there. Um, we are doing the top five games of the round. It's the greatest round of football ever. We had to memorialise it properly. The five also, best was, games in the greatest round of footy ever. It was very easy to do, which was helpful. Yeah, that is handy. And we want to go drink after this. Can I explain the way the, the way that I did it? Sorry. <coughs> Apologies. <laughs> I just plugged it into my girl jacket, green jacket formula. The beautiful formula. The only thing people care about when they talk about quality games is about relevance. It's all about relevance. So it'll Have be on the relevance Have you scale. The system. That is a good point. I'll get onto that. You, so. You're all soon to be a real lawyer. Get <laughs> that, that is a good point. I will. But so my top five is basically the most relevant games of the round. Uh, five. I've gone with your game. Which you've done as well, which I'm a little bit surprised about. I, yeah. To be honest with you, so it's got 42 points on the on the relevant scale. Uh, I actually had it as the second highest in quality of game when I gave. Oh, points. interesting. I absolutely loved watching this game, and I don't know how much of it was because I cared more about the result, 
because I desperately wanted yep, you to lose. Fair enough, fair but enough. But last quarter, I, I just love those games where in the last quarter there's theatre. There's this thought of like the players are out on their feet. They are exhausted and they're just doing everything they can to hold on to this game. Yeah, every effort means more in that situation, yep. doesn't it? Like, it it's and so when, desperate. And when an individual does something amazing, you're yeah. like, wow, this is special because he was, he was dead, this blow. And I, I just loved the last quarter of footy. And the whole game was just so open and so exciting. Yeah, but I've got relevance them. was a bit low. Yeah, I've got them five <laughs> because North almost lost. That's the biggest you downside just, of any of these but games. You, but you won, so yeah, surely it would be lost. Yeah, but you won. You have the relief. Yeah, it's... but I nearly had a heart attack during this game, so I don't associate. And we didn't win it in dramatic circumstances. We held. I North almost lost. Brisbane blew it more than you won it. Is <laughs> the issue for you? Oh no, I think we blew it a lot to get <laughs> get that close. But anyway. Who's you got at four? At four, I've got the Richmond-Geelong game. I, I thought I had this lowest on quality of game, to be honest with you. Oh, interesting. Uh, I didn't think it was that great. For the reason that most of the night, I thought Richmond were going to win it easy. And I thought Geelong were very lucky to be in it. And I, I really thought, in general play, it was a very one-sided game. Uh, fair a enough. lot of just locking it in the Richmond forward line. They did that for fair most of the Fair enough. Night. I had Sydney Collingwood. Really? Um, yeah. That was a genuine cracker, mate. Yes, and as stated... I'd didn't watch it, but uh, <laughs> it was the lowest scoring. <laughs> there was so much story to come out of it, though. There was, was there? the Darcy Moore injury significant, Buddy Franklin playing one of the better individual games you will ever see. Yeah, he got see that, it, I, that got five on greatest individual performances. I didn't see it, did I? You can't take that into account. We're talking about the best games. And the McCartan goal, my God. I mean, yeah, well, it was massive. We'll get to that when we talk about the game. But it, it was massive. No, there was a lot to that game. It was also not that high scoring. Sydney aren't that interesting, and Buddy beat it's up not on just about high scoring. It was intense. That's what I it thought was. you said. I thought you were in favour of rule changes because it was all about scoring. The game's no, it's not about scoring. Score it's about making it more open and having more one-on-one contests. But anyway, stop with your crap. Three, I've got Hawthorne. Essendon. Oh, so do I. Oh, okay, good to see we found some comedy. Yeah, can you explain why? Because again, I didn't watch this game. <laughs> well, similarly to what I said about your game, it was really open, yeah. really fast, really exciting. So quality of game was really high. Um, obviously, the Rele- finish in all of relevance them was amazing. To teams. Relevance of teams, yeah. definitely very, very high on that. And uh, oh, so interesting. I thought that was a bit of a drag compared to well, compared every to, other game, but ours compared to your game. Yeah, yeah. well, well Richmond Geelong in uh, uh, quality of teams was was huge. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and there was like there's been a lot of sort of talk about the game in terms of you know what what these teams the Essendon are probably out of it now, and then yeah, Hawthorne Hawthorne were in the four for a little while. So there was a period of time where North Melbourne had beaten three of the four sides in the top four and lost by Richmond to, to by ten points. It was a great moment. Then who won to get ahead of them? I forget. What are, you, what are you talking yeah, about? Just, <laughs> just pumping North Thais. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, You're my... not fourth, are you? What? Yeah, we are. Jesus. We are, yeah, it's frightening. Uh, two, I've got, I've got Collingwood yeah, Sydney at two. the top nine side. It's incredible. Yeah, but we beat yeah, Adelaide yeah, and Adelaide. Yeah, but you haven't played three of them. You're so picking your numbers very... Yeah, no, you've beaten 10th and 11th, and yes. I think 12th. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, that does annoy me. But uh, yeah, two, I've got Collingwood Sydney there, so I've talked about how much I love that Yeah, game. I've got Richmond and Geelong. The reason why... Because you watched um, it? One of the reasons. <laughs> but, uh, but also, we... I think we can say we've got a team that'll be thereabouts when they play Richmond. Yeah, that's I exciting. I, I, I haven't bought into that now. I am, I'm over people saying Collingwood are so close to their G and they're just a breath away from beating them. Geelong actually played them close both times and were a missed shot away from winning them, beating them on the MCG. And that is massive and something no one else can lay claim to. And that is heartening to me. I didn't mind Chris Scott making those comments because I understood where it was coming from, but I didn't buy into the narrative. I still watch that game with Richmond so much better. They're still favourites, but Geelong are there. They're they're, they're within a punch. Well, good, good, good to see you trying to be positive because that's definitely a positive thing. But but that's if they make the A. I mean, like they're another team that could drop out conceivably. They have to be an awful That'd be unbelievable. Nah, they, they, won't. they, won't. they won't. A team that has Dangerfield, Selwood, and Ablett missing the And Tom Hawk. If they miss the eight, that'd be unbelievable. It won't happen. But anyway, this means we both have the same number one. Yeah, we both the have showdown. the showdown, yeah, which yeah. was 
as I said, occasion points, gets a, gets a five. Quality of game, unbelievable. Still relevant. Finish incredible, margin incredible. It was That was a seriously good game of footy. And there was also the controversy coming out with the yeah. score review, so the media interest is extremely high. Absolutely massive. Huge game of footy, that one. Let's get back to the uh, game analysis, shall we? Yes. Uh, Sydney defeated Collingwood by two points. The... Oh, we know my opinion on this game. <laughs> <laughs> Can we? Okay, so I wanted to talk about it before, but how incredible was the McCartan goal? That is... It was insane. Special. As a match-winning goal, you just don't see that it's, it's just... It's such quick thinking. It's is that a better goal, given the contest, context, than Higgins? I thought you might go with that. I don't think so, but it's not far off. It's in the same category in that it was something we've never seen before, and it takes such quick thinking. Yeah, I, I think in terms of the quality of the goal, Higgins was better because I think it's more conceivable to do what McCartan did than to do what Higgins did. Yes, but given yes, the context, yes, I think it's a better goal. A yeah, like goal. I, I don't think that's a stupid opinion. You should have gone with that oh, for your oh, can, thank you. can courts. It's not. It's not controversial enough saying a match winning goal that was also incredible is a better goal or bigger goal than an incredible goal something which is true though he is the best the better McCartan I I actually have no hesitation saying that it's insane how quickly I agree every time I've watched Sydney I've come away being like ooh Gee, that McCartan showed a bit. He's strong on a lead. He's got really strong hands. Yeah. He's got a bit of a leap. He's athletic. I, I don't think... I've never watched Paddy McCartan and thought, wow, at any point. I've no. just done it quite a few times with Tom. Yeah. McCartan just doesn't have a skill that... When he's young, you can go, that's what got him to the AFL. It's all really strength and... Maturity, which he was in under 18s, but he might Once do he a Hawkins. Once he gets AFL level, it's standard. Like, he might do a Hawkins. He's built reasonably similarly, but. I, I, I have not seen got, a sign of it. He's got more holding him back than Hawkins ever had. Yeah. Like, with the, 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 the diabetes. The diabetes, the concussion, all of yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, he's had a tough run, but yeah. I still haven't seen a sign of him being anywhere near a number one draft pick. No. Oh, they, they blew it. Just quietly, speaking of uh, draft picks, apparently Paul Roos said if you hadn't have traded the Kelly pick, you would have picked Billings anyway. So, you're off the hook. He said that ages ago. Yeah, that's, you would have fucked that's it up anyway. So, I don't know why we're talking about that. Uh, can we talk a little bit about Buddy as well? Sure. I think we need to talk a little Let's bit about Talk about, about how he beat a basketball player at uh, football. Mate, that, that, that's one, <clears throat> one of the better individual games you'll see. Yeah, I am just trying. He, he could have <laughs> kicked eight, and he had a lot of direct score assists. And why did he say he thought I was being an idiot when I said he was the best kick in the competition until this game? <laughs> he watched it and realised how smart I am. Uh, oh, God, I love that man. There, there, is nothing, is so there is nothing sexier than a goal from Buddy, like, on yeah, his yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Nothing sexier 100% than 100% agree. Uh, do you think he was moving better? Or is he still hampered by... The injury. He was, we don't actually know what it is. It, it looks like a lot of will with Buddy. Like There are some games you watch, and within a couple of minutes, you're like, he's so hungry. It is mm. frightening. Like He looks like he wants to eat someone. Mm. <laughs> and like you saw that early on. And I, I remember in well, round he one... He tore North apart in about five minutes and didn't do anything for the rest of the game. Still finished with yeah. three goals and was probably the match winner. Uh, but I remember in round one when he... Was it eight? eight yeah. yeah. Uh, against West Coast. I remember watching that early and being like, my God, Buddy is so on here. And he, he just... He had that moment early on. Where I imagine the year he would have had if he didn't come away from that. Hobbit. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, exactly. It I think we, we could be missing out on the best year of Buddy's career, and the fact that it's that's a big, big call, but yeah, no, like it's conceivable. The first game he played was one of the best games he's ever played against a yeah, really yeah. good side. Yep, yep. And it's really, and he's, really he's, sad that and the he's reason we did it. Yeah, and re- he's still pretty good. It's so sad that the reason we didn't is because there wasn't enough dirt on Optus Oval. Mm. Like, there, there wasn't enough grass. <laughs> like That's yeah. unconscionable. Uh, any any worries at all about Collingwood? I, I can see... Well, we decided we were doing a positive pod, so I wasn't going to do it, but it did go through my head looking at their draw. It is not inconceivable for Collingwood to miss the eight. It is still yeah. possible. They have, they have games which they should win, but are all dangerous. Yeah. They're... And they they are gutted. Like they they uh, the their injury is shocking. Is 
with the state of their list, they have to win the midfield battle. Their midfield's still excellent. That's true. So it's not... That's true. Not a killer. So they much. haven't killed their top end but, apart from Chalor, of course. Yeah. <laughs> We're probably their best midfielder at this point. Yeah, yeah all right. You can make an argument of any of them. Yeah, true. Um, but if they lose the midfield, they're so exposable down back. And they don't have forwards that can necessarily fight through a fight through a defence that is on top of the game. Like, there's not many guys that can take the big contested mark. There's not... They, they don't have the traditional setup that allows for the bailout kick so much to work yeah, if they're not you on top. Neither do Richmond. Yeah, I, I but they're always on agree. top. <laughs> but their defence is also solid yeah, enough true, to true. take which, that. Which, Co- Collingwood's defence was excellent. It was very year, good, but, but they've lost... Crushed. Like, four key defenders or two key defenders. Crushed. Like, it, it's... I'm not saying that the tactic wouldn't have worked if they were healthy, but with where they're so exposed, it if you get on top of the midfield, I can't see them mm. being able to withstand that. Yeah. So yeah, I am a little bit worried, but yeah. not really because God, it'd be funny if they missed. Imagine Stringer. It'd be funny, but I was really <laughs> hoping they were a chance to challenge Richmond. No one's a chance. How good a bloody week was this for Richmond? GWS oh. gutted, West Coast gutted. Collingwood more gutted with Darcy Moore going down. All of the challenges are just falling down like flies. It's horrible. But North Melbourne getting exhausted, so they look like they're fucking... <laughs> <laughs> just throwing down the hat in the ring. Yes, okay. <laughs> well, let's move on to the next games. We can talk about teams that are gutted. Oh, West Coast have been free over 58 points. Like, that's not the story, but we should talk about it a bit. West Coast were fine. Freo are hopeless. <laughs> like, yeah. No 5 Freo well, yeah. is just hopeless. They've had a bad few weeks, yeah. I mean, I still believe they show, showed a lot of positive signs early in the year. I'm still I'm a fan for of their future. I'm really a fan of their list management. Yeah, I, I, I like the way mm, the list where is Where are you going. going with this? Don't do it. No, You're just, not criticising Ross. No, and, uh, in a in praise of Ross, I didn't say this at the start, but he could not have handled the situation better. I don't. Oh, think. good. I thought you were going to go with the other way. I, I thought it was outstanding his press conference. Yeah, I thought. He was so clever in that he showed how emotional and how much he cared about it without say, quite creating that he headline. He didn't say anything that He refused that could to step be, over yeah. that line, yeah. Then they kept asking him, how do you feel? And he kept saying, it's not about how I feel. I just give or you the facts. how do <laughs> Yeah, it's Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought he was outstanding. Yeah. Um, I got shivers thinking about it. He was unbelievable. Brad Hill hit a bit of form for the first time, which they've missed all year. But they've desperately missed him. Without... Yeah the guts of their team it just doesn't matter <laughs> but West Coast so I'm hearing now there's a fair chance Kennedy won't play until I think the latest I heard was they're hoping he'll play the last round of the home and away season I'm, I'm so Gaff interested. is obviously out I'm so interested to see how they go without Gaff like they didn't have Shuey against us and their midfield looked bereft compared to what it, it normally does. did. I think a lot of that was just a... Just bad they, they just didn't. Yeah, yeah it was okay. just a really but bad Ga- Gaff is more important than Shuey. Probably. By, I think... A but Gaff's their, stretch. Gaff is their best midfielder. Yeah. Definitely. And he offers so much. He's good at the inside stuff now, which he's added to his bow. Yeah. But he's so important. He's an incredible runner, yeah. Hey, uh, I, just, I don't know how it's going to work out, and I'm absolutely fascinated. I think Schofield got injured as well. He's oh, been yeah, playing true. all right for them. Like, they Kennedy have, they... and Gaffer quite possibly their two most important players. And yeah, I, I think Kennedy less so with how Darling's been played. I su- yeah, I suppose so. But... Because they were still the second best side in the league for the first five weeks That's without true. That's Kennedy. True. But that was when with they lost good Darling and into the 50. Yeah, and but when they, they lost Darling, now? they plummeted. So... Uh, I think on Raw... It was when they didn't have both. That's, yeah, that that's was when they really yeah. showed. But they seemed to perform better with Dar- only Darling than only Kennedy. Because I think so much of their ball movement so is now predicated on higher mar- higher marking lines. Like being able to bring the ball and transition the ball. And Darling's that higher link. And I still think guys like Rioli and Ryan, are such even Lecrae and certainly Cripps, are now such weapons that... They kind of get away without having Kennedy as like the final piece of the puzzle, but Darling means so much across the high half. So, so you're more worried about Gaff. You think that that'll yeah. hurt them more? And I think they've experienced more without Kennedy to the point True. where I think they can handle his absence True. right now. Gaff has not missed a lot of footy across his career. 
Has he missed, say, any games? Oh, Ch- did he? he probably he, got concussed when Tom Jones hit yeah, him in the head. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's true. He's that missed very little it. footy. So, uh, yeah, it sucks. Bloody Richmond. Bloody Richmond. They were all falling down like flies, except for Melbourne. Uh, let's uh, oh, move no, on to the... Uh, let's well on that. <laughs> no, let's not. No, I was joking. I was joking. No, I, was, I, was, I was joking. Are you going to make the eight? Yeah, we'll make the okay. eight. We'll finish, I have us finishing seventh, which would be nice. Probably lose to Port in the first final. That's what I've got. Shouldn't you have beaten Port over there last time? Yeah, we're a chance to beat Port. Mm, okay, but, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Let's get to Poochie's mailbag. We've got... Yeah, we're definitely going over, as usual. Uh, I think you should ask this question. From your brother and it's directed to me. Yeah, yeah, coming from my brother, Lewis. Uh, again, he's becoming quite important on this pod recently. He's doing well for himself. Uh, the question is, how can Rory call Carlton a sad sack club when they have 20,000 more members than his pathetic, irrelevant club? I miswrote that question. I put an apostrophe instead of a comma. In that, the that doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> uh, so justify I... yourself. You are clearly more of a sad sack. Club. Not team. Club. It is more... Your club is more sad. So, so is probably we... Melbourne, to be honest with you. No, 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 no. <laughs> the current state of affairs of a club matters. Carlton yeah, have been... Carlton may have overtaken you as being the worst performed club since 2000. I think we just have to come out and say that. They've won five wooden spoons. The the case that James made is Yeah, yeah. Look, they're they're in the question. You now have hope as a team, so you're elevated above them. No, we haven't done anything yet. We still still haven't played finals. So, so. Why am I doing this? (laughs) (laughs) You now have hope as a team. Carlton are one of the most hopeless sides I've ever seen. And to be honest, two weeks ago I said they were the most hopeless side I've ever seen. North, on the other hand, have played finals consistently over the last four years. We're a good chance of making it now. We have Josh Kelly coming in two years. And we can play... We don't lose to teams with 16 players on the field. Which I think matters. I'm just going to come out and say, I think if you can't beat a team with two less players on the field than you, that's pretty sad. That's the Some thing, might call you a sad sack as a result. That's the thing, though. You've done all of these things and still no one cares. If you were in the position I'm which Carlton are in now, not concerned. no one would care. I, I, I Everyone would, they talk about maybe taking it a Tassie, but no one could give a toss. The reason I, why we talk about Carlton so much is because they are relevant I am club. not concerned with the opinion of the Nuffy. The enlightened go for North Melbourne. We we are strong and we are united. I do not worry about the fool that goes for the navy blue. Carlton are a very powerful club. They have good membership yeah, numbers. They've, they've got great facilities. leadership. Um, they're, they're historically, they've had uh, John Elliott who's done great things for the AFL. Yeah, they made a mistake, yes. It's as big a mistake as Essendon made, just quietly. <laughs> You, you, well, there was probably, Actually, probably worse ramifications. Yeah. The only reason Essendon got off as lightly as they did was because they were of the opinion that Carlton got fucked over. Carlton are the most oh, impressive club in the AFL. You're irrelevant. I would rather that's go for Gold Coast than Carlton. <laughs> oh, that's a big call. Nah, that's dumb. That's, a big that's call. dumb, but anyway. Oh, that will be my cane <laughs> corns next week. That's, okay, we'll, we'll hash it out that's there. That's dumb. Um, we've got this from uh, Adam, and this is a ridiculous comment. Why is Melbourne so hard to hate? You're not... I don't like you. It is a stupid quote. Why is he trying to hate Melbourne? Why is he? Why do people want to hate Melbourne? Because people should resent their friend's happiness. <laughs> that's how. That's how rational human beings. You operate. like us. I know you like us. <laughs> Every like comment you. you make, you make little. You, whenever I directly come to you on it, you push back and say, "No, I hate Melbourne. I hope Melbourne lose." But whenever we're just having an average conversation, not thinking about it, you always say positive things, and you can tell. There's you a difference between derive some and joy. Rating. I can see there's some joy Melbourne. in your eyes. I, I, I rate Melbourne reasonably highly, not as highly as you, because I'm not doing my head up my own ass. But I still rate them highly. That is different from liking them. People, it, Bernie Vince is the football player I like the least. That's fine, but you like Max Gorn, you like Clayton Oliver, you probably I'm like Brayshaw. I'm pretty Gorn. sure you'd like Brayshaw. Yeah, but Brayshaw's dad played for North, so of course I Did like. You say Brayshaw. you're not sure of Max Gorn. Not, not to the, not to the cult status that you like him. And everybody else in the football world. Like him. Nobody likes What's Max Gorn as much as you like Max Gorn. Like, no, let's just put no, that. No, out my there. brother likes him more. <laughs> But no, the reason we're hard to hate is because A, we've got a bit of that underdog tag as we've been. Yeah, you've been, so you have been a sad sack so for so long. B, we're brilliant to watch. C, nah, we've got some very, I very likable players. That disagreed with that, mate. We are easily the highest scoring team in the comp. Easily, we are brilliant so to watch. Scoring we're does matter. Scoring does matter for how you watch football. Then doesn't Scotty? 
It's a factor, yes, but it's not. It's not the most important. You're just all over the place. I would say as well that when it comes to this, this can turn around so quickly. Like people loved Richmond for a long period of time. I know. I can't. Everyone hates Richmond. I I always hated Richmond. (laughs) I'm gonna. I always hated the Bulldogs. History proves me right. Let's be honest. Everybody eventually hates the teams I always hated. Let's 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 reflect on that. You guys are gonna hate me so much if we come to my god. I already hate. Like this isn't a if. Uh, so for Pucci, yeah, I'm, I asked him. I solicited questions from him because he forgot for the first. Ask time one. What's his best question? Um, <laughs> I haven't even read his question. No, I'm just going to read them all out. Okay. When the AFL put rival games on, when will the AFL put uh, rival games on uh, on in prime time in all states? Why is the showdown a Saturday twilight game and not a Friday night game? The showdown's interesting. Like, you can explain the. The derby or the derby or whatever they call it through the time difference. Um, yeah, that it's the the, the twilight, twilight slot for all games in Perth is works really well to yeah. watch in Melbourne and to watch in Perth. So that can be explained. The showdown is a half an hour difference. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's one of the best games to. I think it is. The it best probably game is to watch. the yeah. It probably is the game which Especially is the most when both down, sides are good, good which they Maybe are now Anzac Day as well, but. That is a great game of footy. I would love to. I would love that. As a night. spectacle, as a football spectacle, the showdown is significantly more consistent in its watchability. Probably, they, they, and they, they like. like the, I can excuse not watching the Q Clash. Let's just put that out there. No, I'm not. I'm not needing I, that. I, to I be don't on. think about that at all. But uh, the Thursday night slot, uh, they like that at the Adelaide Oval. Yeah, put it on a Thursday night. I, I would be absolutely uh, stoked on that with that on a Thursday night. It, it needs to be on free to air. It just but needs to. They be. probably just had the foresight to know that this will be the greatest day of footy ever. So they just decided we'll, we'll slot it in the middle there mm. and everyone watch it during the twilight. Yes, they couldn't have. Greatest they, they couldn't ever. have put it Saturday night instead of Dogs St Kilda, which we, yeah, we obviously thought was going to no, be a cracker. No, but then there would have been a torn audience because some of them would have been watching Collingwood Sydney. Yeah, some of them would have been idiots. They had great foresight. Anyway, and they should all get a raise. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> let's wrap it up. What's your battle situation? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Aren't you on fire today? One of us has to do our job. Yeah, so my we finished with a question from the Facebook page, Battle Situations <laughs> with Unexpected Handicaps. Uh, my question, the Dalai Lama, but he followed the lifestyle path of a professional surfer rather than a monk, and thus lacks much of his wisdom and grace, mm-hmm. versus a farmer raised llama, but it has followed the lifestyle of a monk and has wisdom some of us can only hope to gain. I llama, hands down. Damn it, I would take the llama as well. I, 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 I think I'd take... So, I would take the monk. No, I, no, no, sorry, the, the Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama without his grace. Like, he's a skinny... Well, wait, does he have a gun? But, but they're, they're having a fight. No, no, we assume there's no... So it's hand... Have you ever seen a llama bite somebody? It is devastating. He's had the life of a monk. Monks don't fight. Monks are peaceful. Have you yeah, but you know, just sit there. No, but we're assuming they've been put in a fight situation in which he has to fight to but, save also, his life. So, a couple of things. They'd be able to. The, the, the Dalai Lama followed the lifestyle of the surfer. The surfer's probably been in a fight at some point. A couple of things. No, are surfers, do they fight? Well, they punch sharks. Well, yeah, they can more than, fight. More than Okay, a couple of things. <laughs> there, there are warrior monks. Doesn't oh, define whether on. or not. And also, and also, I think the Lama's natural aggressiveness overtakes the fact that he's been raised in a monk. Uh, in a monastery. Probably it doesn't say follow the lifestyle of the Dalai Lama. It says a monk. Mm. <laughs> I have watched Shaolin <laughs> Showdown. I have watched Shaolin, Shaolin Showdown. Those guys can be aggressive. Yeah, I, I just think a llama would be what aggressive. Just absurd. Like, like, Dalai Lama's skinny and... And, and they'd be smart. It has the wisdom of yeah, the Dalai true. Lama. But, but a llama doesn't have the capacity out. for wisdom. To the same extent. But then it also I, comes... the handicap. It does I, I, have that wisdom. James. I would think that a surfer would have more wisdom than a llama who's become a monk. If, if, <laughs> if, he does, if he doesn't have the capacity for wisdom, he doesn't have the capacity to be peaceful either. Like, they are intrinsically linked. I'm pleased you disagreed with us, Why? <laughs> I, still, I still very much believe no, that the surfer I'd take the llama. Let's wrap know. this up. We've got on... Yeah, well, too long, long as usual. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.